As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is called, What Does an Alcoholic Look Like? You know, when people think about what an alcoholic looks like, most will visualize the stereotypical bar floozy or unshaven guy sleeping on a park bench or dozing next to a dumpster. But alcoholics come in all different shapes, colors, genders, and religions, and many show no outward indication of being an alcoholic. So let me tell you about an alcoholic. My friend's wife was a closet alcoholic. She was the perfect image of a mother, wife, and professional working woman. No one knew about it. The neighbors didn't know, her kids didn't know, not even her husband knew, and he is a very attentive husband. Her alcohol overuse wasn't affecting the family, her marriage, her career, or the household finances, but it was affecting her own relationship with her family. She felt that she was robbing her family and robbing herself by missing out on a better life. Her family was in disbelief when she told them that she had a secret drinking problem and that she wanted to stop. They had no idea because she did not look like or even act like an alcoholic. You see, every drunk doesn't look like one, and every person who drinks isn't a drunk. Now, judging someone else who drinks is very prejudicial. That's like judging someone because of the way they look, dress, or because of the color of their skin. Plenty of people are fully capable of living normal, healthy lives as a social drinker. Even moderate to heavy drinkers can live normal lives. Just because you see or know someone who drinks heavily doesn't mean that they're a drunk or that you need to preach the word of sober salvation to them. I mean, just think about how you would have felt or did feel if and when people talk to you about your usage. Unless someone else's drinking behavior and drinking lifestyle directly affects and impacts yours, then mind your own business. And even people who have that druggy look, well, they aren't all dope addicts. Hey, I look like a freak. I have long hair, and I've got shells and shark's teeth braided into my hair. Now, at first glance, you would presume that I'm a pothead. But maybe I wear my hair long because I like it. Maybe I have shells and shark's teeth braided into my hair because I like it. Maybe I say outrageous things because I'm well aware of what I'm saying, and I know I'll get a reaction out of you. You know, maybe I don't get high or drink because I don't want to, but I still look like a freak. 
When people first meet me, they figure I must be a wild party animal or a stoner. I'm fully aware of what I look like and that people will treat me a certain way because of it. I'm not shocked or surprised by it. What does surprise me is the way people will often treat me after I've disclosed that I was once a drunk and a drug user. They say, well, wow, you don't look like you had a problem, or you don't seem like you had a problem. Well, how am I supposed to look or act? The fact is that people perceive me a certain way because of my appearance. And I like it when people say, man, I'd love to go out and party with you sometime. Hey, I know that we would go out and do more crazy things sober than if we were loaded. But I don't mention that I'm a non-drinker. If I feel like hanging out with the person, they'll find out soon enough that I'm a non-drinker. And even if they are drinkers, I may hang out with them again if I find them to be interesting and engaging. But it all starts with their perception of me. And the same goes for people who openly talk about the recovery. You know, doing so can create perceptions or prejudices levied against you. Oh, he's a recovering alcoholic. He could crack at any moment. Or, or, or they, they hide their beer in front of you. Or, or they feel embarrassed. Or, or they just don't want you to see it. You know, and if you tell people that you no longer drink, they may perceive that you're going to preach to them. Or that you're no fun, you're prudish, or a religious fanatic. I mean, think about the image you project. Do you think that your appearance, behaviors, and words are representative of how you want people to perceive you? Regardless of realities, people have their own perceptions of things. Now, for instance, I find it interesting that some people will talk about how much money a friend of theirs wastes by stopping at Starbucks every morning on their way to work. They'll even cite how much money someone could save weekly and annually if that person didn't buy coffee from Starbucks. Yet they'll tell me this as they sit there pounding down a six-pack of beer or a bottle of wine every night. Now, please explain to me how that's any different as far as wasting money goes. Let's see what it is. It is their perception that Starbucks is a waste of money, but their own spending on beer, booze, or wine isn't because they deserve it. Now, you may not agree with my Starbucks uh, example in comparison here. Hey, I know that you can't get arrested for driving while under the influence of coffee. But if you're spending 10 or $20 a day at Starbucks and you can barely afford food or rent, then you have a drinking problem, albeit a coffee drinking problem. And I further believe that my Starbucks versus beer purchase example illustrates the vast differences in people's perceptions of what is valuable to themselves, to others, and what is and isn't a waste of money. Now, my opinion tries to get away from perceptions because I believe that it's your money. You work to earn money so you can pay your bills and reward yourself with some pleasantries. If buying a Starbucks brings you joy, then it's not a waste of your money. If guzzling a 12-pack of Bud Light every night brings you joy, it's not a waste of your money. It's your money. But every purchase you make is an exchange and not just a financial exchange. If you have limited income, then Starbucks, beer, lottery tickets, Netflix, or the ultimate cable package are poor utilizations of your money. When you spend money on one thing, that usually means you won't have enough money for something else. But are you wasting it? Who am I to judge? 
However, if you're spending money that you can ill afford to spend, regardless if it's booze, drugs, coffee, clothes, unlimited cell service, whatever, and this spending is harming your health or the well-being of the people you are responsible for, then you need to do something about your spending problem. So what's my point with this article and what do I hope that you, the listener, will take from this? Well, a couple of things. Perceptions will always outweigh realities. When you see someone, don't automatically envision the worst of them. When you see a drinker, don't automatically think, oh, she's an alcoholic. And remember that people will have similar perceptions of you as well. If you tell people that you're a recovering or recovered alcoholic, don't be surprised if people treat you a certain way. Hey, I know that your sobriety is important to you. I understand and can appreciate that you may be very proud of yourself and want to share your story with others. But use the proper times and places to disclose your history, your pains, and your tales of debauchery. I mean, people will judge you on what they perceive. I mean, hey, you'd be surprised at some of the crazy and incorrect shit that people perceive about me. I don't like it, and sometimes it's very hurtful. But all I can do is continue to behave and live in a fashion that's acceptable to me. And like it or not, people will also treat you a certain way based on your physical appearance or the way you dress. It's not fair, it's not right, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is. About the only thing you can do about it is pay attention to your own behaviors. Pay attention to how you project yourself to others and keep an even closer watch on your own thoughts so that you give those you meet and those around you a fair chance. You don't want to be judged incorrectly, so don't judge others incorrectly. And just because you do the right thing doesn't mean it will be reciprocated. You will be judged and treated by how people perceive you, not on facts, but on perceptions. You can't control what others want to think or believe about you, but you do have a certain amount of control over what you present and thus how others will perceive you. And ultimately, you do have control over how you perceive others. Please give other people a fair chance before you make judgments based only on your perceptions of them. All right, that's it for this podcast. These are my own opinions and observations. Think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. Hey, if you enjoy this stuff or you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my blog, my podcast, and my website. The website is livingsobersucks.com. Yeah, i got a bunch of books out there. I've got books on alcoholism, and I even have a book about living broke sucks okay you can find my books in paperback ebook and if you prefer you can get my audiobooks they're available uh, through amazon apple all sorts of places and i want to thank you again for spending some of your very valuable time with me i hope you got something out of this podcast my name is mark Tuchel. as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.